Well, good morning, church. It's great to have you all with us today. Why don't you turn in your Bibles to Romans chapter 8, verse 14, and we're going to unpack the Word together. Amen. I trust you're all settled on the couch with a cuppa and you're ready to go. I'm going to speak to you today about being transformed by the Father's love. Transformed by the Father's love. Today, more than ever, with everything that's going on around us, the church needs a greater revelation of Father's love for us and our position as sons and daughters. And I'm going to unpack today what it means to be positioned in the Father and then transformed by His love. So if you're ready to go, we'll read Romans chapter 8, verse 14 to 16. For all who are being led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. For you have not received a spirit of slavery leading to fear again, but you have received a spirit of adoption as sons by which we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are children of God. This, of course, is Paul writing to the church in Rome. And in this passage, Paul is wanting to make the church both aware of their position in the Father and in their identity as loved sons and daughters. And Paul says here that we are first and foremost children of God. That is our identity. He doesn't say that we're children of Bob and Alice or Fred and Susan or whoever the names of your parents were. No, he says that we are children of God. This means that your identity has been transformed And your identity is no longer found in your home situation, what your relationship's like with your parents, whether or not you're popular at school or work or how much money you have. It is founded in your identity as a son and a daughter. This means that your spiritual DNA has been rewritten, amen. If you're no longer a product of a broken home, you're not the the son or daughter of abuse or neglect, you are identified only through your position as a child of God. And with that, comes approval, incredible affection, and affirmation for your life today. Amen. Where uh, Paul says here that we are children of God, the Greek word that he uses for children, it speaks specifically of transformation into the likeness of a father. Transformation into the likeness of a father. See, this is why your relationship with the father is so important because it literally transforms your identity. A good father, a good father or a bad father, they will either lead you closer to God or further away. This is because the relationship acts as a spiritual covering that will cause you to reflect your father's likeness, whether it's pain or whether it's love. It's interesting and it it tells us something today that if you haven't had a great relationship with your father, if you've suffered neglect or abuse or your father's been distant, there hasn't been peace and unity at home, you can have some issues. You can fake face issues around affirmation, around approval. You can have a sense of rejection. You can carry a a feeling of being unloved, like you don't have enough affection. I know for my own life, I struggled with all these areas. Some of you may not know my story. Some of you do, but I grew up in a home with a difficult father. uh, And my father was a big drinker. He he was quite abusive and aggressive. And um, I grew up from that all through my young age up to my my early 20s, uh, because of it, I became um, quite ill. I missed a lot of school and I had a lot of issues. And I grew up in my young adult life feeling quite broken and I was distant from God. But I decided one day that I was not going to be 
um, a product of my pain, that was not going to define my life. And I decided to pursue God, pursue wholeness and pursue relationship with the Father. And He's done an incredible work in my life. I'm a testimony today that Father's love can transform. And then He has approval, He has affection and He has affirmation for you today. Amen. And if that's you today, I encourage you, if you've had issues at home, if you have issues in your relationship, if you feel unloved today, if you feel like you're lacking identity and purpose, I encourage you to take hold of this today because the Father God wants to give you a whole new upgrade in your awareness of how much He loves you and His purpose for your life. And it is incredible approval for you. Amen. So take a hold of this. I hope you're ready to go. Uh, I know I'm not speaking in front of you physically today, but if you like what I say, give me an amen. Give me, give me a clap on the couch or send the emojis through. It'll help me. Okay. Please turn to Genesis chapter 37, verse 3. We're going to unpack three stories. We're going to look at three dysfunctional families, look at some bad dads, and we're going to take away a couple of keys for how God has renewed us and reconciled us to his love. Turn, turn to Genesis chapter 37, verse 3. Now, Israel loved Joseph more than all of his sons because he was the son of his old age and he made him a very coloured tunic. His brothers saw that their father loved him more than all his brothers and so they hated him and could not speak to him on friendly terms. This is the story of Jacob and his sons, or Israel as he's called in this scripture. Jacob had 12 sons to two wives. Two of them were born out of love with Rachel Benjamin and, of course, Joseph, and the other 10 weren't. And in this scripture, we see an imbalance. One of them is loved the most, Joseph, and the 10 of them, and 10 of them aren't loved at all. And these brothers, they see their father's love for Joseph, and it says that they hated him. That Hebrew word for hated here, it literally means unloved. That's interesting. How they feel from their father is being reflected on how they feel for Joseph. See, Jacob was a mighty man of God, but he's not about to win dad of the year. He's showed favoritism. He's elevated Joseph and he's rejected his other sons. And in doing so, he has cut them off from living under the father's love. There's a deep sense of rejection and rejection from a parent, rejection from a loved one, a relationship. It can be a major blockage that will stop us from living out of the father's love because it can make us feel that we're not good enough. We go through life thinking that we don't measure up that we feel inadequate and it stops us from believing that there is a father that approves of us and loves us deeply. And we see this outworked in Jacob's 10 sons. Later in Genesis 37, it tells us that Jacob, he sends his rejected sons to go out and work for him, to go and tend the sheep. And in verse 17, it says that the brothers arrived in Dothan, which is a city to continue their work. Dothan in Hebrew means the law. Think about this. It's really interesting. It's an interesting picture. Jacob's sons are designed to live under a father's love. They are designed to be attached to Jacob and to live under that covering. They are not loved and approved by Jacob in the way that they should be. And they are sent out to work for him. And they end up in Dothan under the law. This is where they feel unloved and condemned. See, Joseph's brothers, they have an orphan mindset and it comes out in their behaviour. It's in Dothan under the law that they attack Joseph and they sell him. It's because they feel unloved. 
when we're rejected, there's always an outworking of that in our lives. Often we can experience issues with anger. We can experience depression, jealousy. We feel exposed like we're not good enough. We are fault-focused. And this story is a picture of what it's like to live lacking approval. We can feel like we've been sent to Dothan, particularly if we feel like we haven't been approved by a parent. We've been rejected. There's been a cutoff or there's been favoritism. It can affect us like it does with Jacob's brothers. And there's always an outworking of that in our lives. See, Jacob's brothers have an orphan mindset where they're craving validation and it's reflected in their behaviour. But we need to know today that rejection is no longer our spiritual reality, amen, because we're under a different covering. Jacob's brothers were operating under his covering. It's a covering of rejection. And so they end up under the law. We have been cut off from rejection. Back to that Romans scripture, Romans chapter 8, verse 15 says that, for you have not received a spirit of slavery leading to fear again, but you have received a spirit of adoption as sons. Think about that. This word adoption that Paul uses, it literally means this, a cancellation of old legal relationships and the creation of a new legal relationship as an heir. Wow. Think about that. Everything that has been put on you from a negative home life, from a bad parent, from rejection, from a spouse or a loved one has been illegally cut off. Rejection, shame, fear, guilt, a sense of not measuring up has been illegally cancelled through the spirit of Christ. It's done. That's it. It's done. Your spiritual reality today is not one of rejection. It is one of incredible approval. You are now totally approved, accepted and validated by God. It's all been undone in the spirit realm. You stand today as one approved. The key for us is that we need to lose the orphan mindset or a rejection mindset because we can experience rejection that is counter to our spiritual reality and the key is to get our spiritual reality out into our mind, into our lives. So we walk through life whole, approved and loved by God. Amen. Your spiritual reality, this legal right, means that you have access to an intimate, loving relationship with a father. That is how we overcome a feeling of rejection. See, adoption means relationship, doesn't it? It means that you have a legal right and access to relationship with Father. God, I know in my own life, I went from an orphan mindset of feeling rejected to a sense of belonging and approval because of the relationship that I pursued with God. If we look at the brothers, we see that the 10 boys, they did not have a great relationship with their father and they didn't have a great relationship with God. In fact, as the story goes on, they end up in jail. That's a picture of being held bound and captive by an orphan mindset. Joseph, he had an incredible relationship with God. Amen. Genesis 39 chapter 2 says that the Lord was with Joseph so that he prospered. Joseph, what a lad. It's a simple line that he was with Joseph, but it says so much. That Hebrew word with is I am, im, and it means near, together, fellowship. It talks about actions done jointly, intimate, close relationship. God was Joseph's ride or die. See, Jacob's approval, see, Joseph had a leg up because Jacob's approval of him, it made it easier for Joseph to believe that there was a father that loved him. But Joseph had incredible intimacy with the father. 
He was able to withstand rejection from other people. His brothers rejected him. He went through incredible trial. He ends up in jail. He's pursued by the enemy. And through that, he maintains wholeness. He maintains intimacy and peace. And God uses that and takes him to a position of great victory and authority. This is a key for us today, that we may have experienced rejection from a parent, from loved ones, but it's intimacy with the Father. It's intimacy with the one that approves us, that will cause us to live in wholeness, to overcome other relationships that are negative and to live in victory, amen. See, we can identify with the 10 brothers today, but we are called to intimacy. We need to identify with Joseph because it's through intimate, close relationship with God that he will restore us today. Joseph brought restoration to the family, didn't he? He brought, God used his intimacy and he brought restoration to his brothers, to Jacob. It's a key for us today that if you've suffered rejection, you need to pursue close relationship with Father, take up your legal position as an adopted heir and you will walk through life whole. People may reject you, but it won't stick. It won't affect you in the way that it used to because you have a, a revelation of your position as a son, as an adopted heir, and you are pursuing an intimate, close relationship with God, amen. So I encourage you today to pursue intimacy in the secret place because God, he wants to deal with our rejection. And then from there, he wants us to know that we are incredibly loved, that he has an incredible amount of affection for us today, amen. So wherever you're sitting today, why don't you say with me, I am approved by God, amen, amen. Now turn with me to Genesis chapter 19, verse 6, and we're going to look at another example, this time around God's affection and love. And we're going to do this by looking at a story where there isn't a lot of fatherly affection. Genesis chapter 19, verse 6 to 8. Let's read it. But Lot went out to them at the doorway and shut the door behind them and said, please, my brothers, do not act wickedly. Now behold, I have two daughters who have not had relations with man, please let me bring them out to you and do to them whatever you like. Only, not, only do nothing to these men inasmuch as they have come under the shelter of my roof. Wow. And this is a confronting story in the Bible. It's not a pretty one. It's the story of Lot and his daughters in Sodom. And there are many layers to this scripture. But one thing we see in this scripture is that it highlights an obvious disconnect between Lot and his daughters. You see, Lot is so quick to give away in such a profane and ugly way that which, me, that which should be most precious to him, his two girls. It highlights an obvious lack of affection. And we see here that his daughters aren't loved by Lot in the way that they should be, and Lot is willing to give them over to the mob. The mob here is a picture of all the junk in the world that we can be given over to when we're not loved when we're not validated in the way that we should. Because the ultimate, the truth is, is that if we're not loved, we don't get affection, we're going to look for it somewhere else, aren't we? Because we're designed to be loved. And often, if this happens, we can be given over to the mob, things that seek to defile our identity. Because if we're unloved, if we've experienced abuse, neglect, there's always an outworking of that in our lives. We see this in Lot's daughters, a lack of affection leads them to a lifestyle of making bad choices, of loose living. In Genesis 19, later on in the chapter, they get Lot drunk 
and they sleep with him and they produce his children. They literally bear the fruit of their father's lack of affection. They give birth to the Moabites. Moab means the seed of the father. They reproduce their father's lack of love. The Moabites were some of the worst enemies that the Israelites ever face. It's a picture of wrong thoughts and beliefs that are assigned to stop God's people from living out of their identity as the love sons and daughters. And it's, it's just a reality that the way we're designed, that the seed of the father will always appear in our lives, whether it's through addictions, negative behaviours, wrong beliefs and emotions. Studies show that children who don't receive love and affection at a young age, they will develop anxiety, they will develop stress, they can develop poor physical health. I know when I was 11, I became very ill. I had a kidney issue and there was a lot of stress at home and I missed four years of school. I had terrible eczema. I could hardly walk often. We wouldn't be able to open my eyes. I couldn't sleep. Um, I missed a long period of school. I didn't have any relationships. I was very alone. And then when I went back to school at 15, well, I was ready to get stuck into the party scene. So I got stuck in alcohol and drugs. And by the time I was 15, I was smoking a pack a day. I was a wild kid. I was the type of kid you would not want your daughter to bring home. Uh, and, and my behavior was very destructive. If you had a letterbox blown up 10, 12 years ago, it was probably me. I'm sorry about that. But I, I just, I had a lot of issues and a lot of hangups. And it's, it's because of, you know, I'm not trying to throw my father under the bus. I, I say he's a good man. It's important to honor our parents. But the reality is that there was a lack of affection there that caused me to act in a very destructive way. And it's, it's, it comes from a lack, of, a lack of identity and a lack of belief that we're loved by God. It's like we see this in Lot's daughters. It's like it places a veil over our eyes that stops us from living out of the Father's love. It's like a veil gets placed over us. Remember in Genesis 38, uh, verse 14, I think, there's a story where Tamar, she's widowed, unloved. She goes outside and she places a veil over her head and goes to prostitute herself to Judah. It's an interesting picture. She feels unloved and she places a veil. It stops her from seeing the Father's love and she pursues a destructive lifestyle, bad habits, bad beliefs. The veil in the Old Testament acted as a separation from man to God. It stopped them from experiencing the fullness of his presence, the fullness of his love. And it's true, like Tamar, like Lot's daughters, that a lack of affection will lead to destructive behaviour, destructive beliefs where we think we're not good enough, we're not worthy of love, and it will place a veil over our heads, our eyes, that stops us from seeing the Father's love. And if that's you today, if you felt that you don't have the ability to experience the love of the Father, you need to know that Jesus has torn the veil. Amen. 2 Corinthians 3.16 says that whenever a person turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away and we with unveiled faces behold the glory of God being transformed into the same image from glory to glory. If you, look, if you continue to look at your pain, if you continue to look at the lack of affection you've received, the abuse, you will continue to have a veil. But God has torn the veil, amen, through Jesus. And you can look through, through Jesus at the Father today and receive all the love and affirmation you need. 
Jesus has torn the veil. The key to seeing how loved you are, to living in wholeness, to walking around with a sense of incredible love and security is to look with an unveiled face, your position, and look to Jesus because he has given you access to all the love you need today. Paul says that our God is our Abba Father. That is a deep, affectionate, intimate Father God. So we turn away from our pain because the veil has been lifted and we look to Jesus and we receive the love of the Father, amen, because that is our position today. I know for my own life, I lived like there was a veil over my eyes. I looked to God through Jesus and he's helped me. He's made me whole. I've still got a way to go, but I look to God with an unveiled face because Jesus has torn the veil, amen. So if you're lacking a sense of affection, I encourage you that Jesus has torn the veil and the Father loves you so much. So look to him with your unveiled face today. Amen. Amen. So Jesus, he's provided affection. He's provided the approval of the Father. And he has also provided a deep sense of affirmation. I'm going to quickly unpack one last example and then we're going to pray. Turn with me to 1 Chronicles 4, 9. We're going to look at a man that I love, Jabez, Jabez. 1 Chronicles 4.9, it says that Jabez was more honourable than his brothers and his mother named him Jabez saying, because I bore him with pain. Yikes, that is not great parenting right there. This is the story of Jabez and his name means he makes sorrowful. He makes sorrowful. It's interesting that he's been labelled with pain at birth. That is not very affirming. He's not been born out of love and wholeness. His parents have projected their pain onto him and they've labelled him with pain and sorrow, which is not his identity. The scripture says that Jabez was more honourable than his brothers. That word honourable means glorious and abundant. He's a picture of us today, of the new creation man, full of the glory and abundance of God. Yet he's been born out of pain and sorrow. He's been incorrectly labelled. This can happen to us if we're born out of pain and sorrow, if we come from a painful background and we can live out of, our true, out of our true identity or out of alignment, sorry, with our true identity. Affirmation is so important for you today. You need to know that the Father has affirmed you because if you don't, you will go through life lacking direction, lacking vision and clarity and purpose, lacking confidence. Children who aren't affirmed will struggle with confidence and direction when they get older. I was the same for years. Before I started to pursue God, I was aimless. I didn't have much confidence. I had no clue what I was supposed to do with my life. It's true of many people today. They need to be affirmed. Jabez shows us an example today. I love Jabez. So he was labelled with pain, but he made a choice as we see in verse 10. It says, Now Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my border and your hand might be with me and that you would keep me from harm that it may not pain me. And God granted him what he requested. So I love Jabez. He could have lived under a banner of pain, but no, he chose to be affirmed by God. He decided that he was going to look for affirmation, not from his mother, not from his absent father, but from his true father, God, he asked to bless him, for that, that God would bless him, increase him, guide him and protect him. 
That is what a father does, amen. A father blesses, increases, guides, provides direction, clarity, purpose, and identity, and he keeps us safe from pain and harm. And you qualify for that today. You qualify. Jesus has qualified you. It's a spirit that's in you that testifies that you are a child of God and you qualify for the affirmation. And God today wants you to know that there's a mighty purpose for your life, that he has affirmed you, that he wants to bless you, enlarge you, guide you and keep you safe from pain. Jabez decided to pursue wholeness. He made the choice. And that is the key for us today. See, here's the thing is that we can spend our whole lives waiting for affirmation, for approval from whoever's hurt us, whether it's our parents, whether it's a wife or a husband, friendships, a boss or the girl that likes you or, or the girl that you want to like, sorry. You can wait for that approval, but at the end of the day, they're never going to be able to provide what you need in the way that God can because your spiritual identity has been changed. You're an adopted son and daughter, and you are made to be affirmed by God. Jabez decided to not be a child of sorrow and pain, but to be a child of God. And it says here that he asked God to affirm him, and it was granted to him. That's it. It's done. God has affirmed you today, amen. And when you choose him, when you choose to be affirmed, when you choose to pursue him, pursue wholeness, despite what background you've had, despite what pain's been inflicted on you, he will grant you, grant it to you, amen. He will grant you wholeness. He will bless you, increase you and keep you safe. And it's my prayer today that you would have a renewed sense this year of God's love, that you would be aware of how much he loves you, that you would be aware that he's not rejected you, that you live as one approved, that you've overcome an orphan mindset to live in wholeness and that he's got an incredible purpose and plan for your life and he will affirm you when you choose to pursue him. I chose to pursue God. I knew I could live in my pain, but I knew that I would never discover the fullness of God's plan for me. I would never discover my true identity if I chose to remain in yesterday's pain. So I encourage you to pursue God today. Choose to be affirmed, approved, and loved by him today. Amen. Let me pray for you quickly. So I thank you, Father God, I thank you that you've approved us today. I thank you that you love us. I thank you that you have an incredible calling and purpose for everyone here today. And I just speak over people who are watching today, people who have grown up in a broken home, who have experienced pain and neglect. I just release a fresh encounter with God and an upgrade in the love of the Father. I thank you, Jesus, you're healing broken hearts. I thank you, Jesus. You've made us all adopted sons and daughters of the kingdom with a mighty inheritance. So I just release a fresh wave of your love, Father, a fresh upgrade in the secret place. I thank you, Jesus, you're breaking addictions, bad habits, anxiety, stress, wrong thinking that's been brought about by lack of affection, by lack of approval, by lack of affirmation. You are wiping them all away and we now stand before you approved, whole and love and loved. I thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Well, God bless you. Have a great week. And just remember today that you are loved, you are whole, and you have been approved and affirmed by the Father. Thank you. Take care.